Happy Victoria Day, everybody. Jose Tabata alongside Norb Cabrera. Uh, Tis another week to talk about what's going on in the world of baseball. How are you doing, Norb? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and always exciting uh, the season so far. And uh, yeah, looking forward to more. Yeah, so let's let's let, like I'm liking this tradition of what 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 I started here of like talking about where are we in the standings, where are we in the race as we get closer and closer uh, to October. I mean, we still got a ways to go, but it doesn't hurt to see if you know if you're listening to if you're listening to this at any random point just to know where the team stands. So in the American League East, uh, the Red Sox and those pesky Rays are tied for first in the AL East with the Yankees a game behind as the Blue Jays have tanked in the last week. Screw the Rays. Can't wait to go to Buffalo. Um, in the AL Central, the White Sox have a lead, uh, a, a game and a half ahead of the Cleveland Indians. And really quickly, obviously, uh, we're not going to talk about this today, but the hilarity on swinging on 3-0 pitches and Tony LaRusa being Tony LaRusa. Um, not not much else to say other than good God almighty. Once again, here we are. I, I can't believe it took us uh, t- nearly two months to have the conversation about the unwritten rules of baseball. Stupid, but do you have any thoughts on that really quick before I continue? Well, you know what? It's it's always been an unwritten rule, and it's also a very baffling rule. Yeah. Uh, the 3-0 um, count that when you swing at it, I mean, you know, you, you're up there trying to uh, just hit whatever you can. And when it comes to 3-0, and all of a sudden, like, it, it's supposed to be a stop for you to, to not hit. Um, an old school manager type mentality, but you know what? Uh, it's it's completely up to you if you want to swing on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I know they were up big on the Twins, and I know it was a position player pitching La Tortuga, the Turtle, William Astudillo. But hey, like if if you see a good pitch, I mean, I do it in MLB the show. If I see, it's the three and zero pitch, just the hitters count. If you exactly. see a good pitch, no matter what, no matter what the score is, swing, dude. Pad your stats. It's, Absolutely, it's all good. So props to Mercedes on that. Props to Tim Beckham and the rest of the team for sticking up for him and Tony Larusa. I don't know what else to say, but that's just that's just a quick thoughts on that because we do have, like I said, we do have two bigger topics that we'll share in a bit. But um, I think I think it had to be emphasized. Like, god damn it. Um, meanwhile, uh, over in the American League West, the uh, Athletics are a game and a half ahead of the Houston Astros. Um, over to the National League in the East, the Mets are a game and a half ahead of the Braves and the Phillies as that race is slowly heating up. I mean, Miami is in fourth, but they're only two games behind. The Nationals only two and a half games behind. So that's a pretty tight race in the NL East so far. A lot of competition there. In the Central, I can't say the same for that as the Cardinals are three games ahead of the Cubs. Uh, Milwaukee three and a half behind, you know, and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. God bless your souls for participating. And finally, in the National League West, the other fun little uh, competitive division that we have there, uh, the Padres only a game ahead of the Dodgers, uh, two games ahead of the Giants. That's that little trio there has been interesting so far. I know the Giants and the Dodgers have had their ba- their rivalry renewed this past week at the time of recording. That's been entertaining, and of course, Slam Diego has returned with a couple of grand slams that we've seen from the Padres. Uh, this past weekend so that's where we stand um and of course as my bias self will always say go blue jays and as norb's bias self would say go diamondbacks so well hey. yeah i mean they're, they're faltering right now i, don't I know, know. Happen. they <laughs> are actually oh my goodness i just realized they're 12 and a half games behind the padres oh lord yeah. that's uh i don't want to remind you of that except that they're 12 and a half games behind the padres Rough there <laughs> that they've had uh as of late yeah, they're one and nine in the last ten. That's not pretty. I don't want. I don't want to torture you any further because I can't talk because of the way that the Blue Jays 
uh, bullpen has completely collapsed against the Red Sox in the race. So I feel your pain. Anyways, our two topics for today. Um, it's a, one of them is a topic that we spoke about a couple weeks back, but we now we need to go further in depth because at the time when we announced this topic, we were going, okay, that's, that's just a weird coincidence. And now all of a sudden there are six of them. And by six of them, I mean six no-hitters before the end of May. So we're going to be talking about the no-hitter situation and what's going on in MLB. And, of course, the Athletics made headlines when they said uh, when they announced that um, there may not be a new stadium and they're considering relocation. And so everybody's again going crazy. And if you're an Oakland sports fan, I cannot imagine how miserable you must have felt with that news. But more on that later. Let's talk about our first biggest topic, uh, Norb, and that's the no-hitter. Six no-hitters now. Uh, and ironically enough, out of those six no-hitters, there, there are only, only three teams were victims of those no-hitters. Each of them got two. The Rangers, uh, the Mariners, and the Indians. Two of them each. Unreal. That has never happened in MLB history. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, Corey, of, all the, of all the teams, there has to be three teams that has been victimized twice. You you would in that in that, uh, in that uh, whole thing. You would think that when you hear the term six no hitters, that it'd be different teams. And no, it's the it's it just it's mind boggling. Um, Corey Kluber from the Yankees, the latest to get the no hitter a couple weeks back from the time uh, last week from the time of recording, and then the, the night beforehand, Spencer Turnbull from the Tigers, back to back nights with no hitters too. I mean, that's even crazier. So, um, obviously, the biggest question is how did they do it? And what's going on? So, Norb, you have some thoughts on the two latest no-hitters from uh, Turnbull and Kluber. So, go ahead. What do you got for us uh, when it comes to this discussion? Well, leading up to this uh, no-hitter games for Turnbull and Kluber, uh, let's just start off with uh, Spencer Turnbull. Uh, you know, uh, Turnbull and, and Kluber were in, uh, you know, in, in the month of May. Uh, Turnbull was actually pitching badly uh, leading up uh, to his no-hitter. Uh, Kluber was pitching exceptional, actually, leading up to his no-hitter. Uh, Turnbull, his first two starts in May uh, versus the Yankees and the Red Sox were pretty pretty uneventful. He gave up four runs each in those games, uh, losing to the Yankees and a no-decision versus the Red Sox. And then uh, he turned things around uh, May 13th versus the Royals, seven strikeouts in six and a, and a third innings uh, picking up the victory and then of course uh leading up uh, from from that game to his no hitter versus the mariners uh five days later striking out uh nine batters and walking two uh spencer turnbull has been a, a you know he he's got a bull in his name but he, he's been a, one of the workhorses in the tigers rotation uh he's really coming into his own uh for that for that team even though that they're you know, uh, one of the bottom uh, teams in the EDAL Central, uh, Turnbull, has been the, the light and the highlight of that uh, pitching rotation for the Tigers, for that young team. Um, Corey Kluber, on the other hand, uh, looking like the days of old. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, trying to turn his career around uh, this year after a disastrous 2020 season, with the Rangers, uh, you know, um, when when they acquired him, uh, where he suffered a season-ending uh, injury, just a, uh, as I recall, just pitching one inning uh, in his very first game. Uh, Kluber had a terrific May, actually. Uh, three wins in his last four starts in the month, including, of course, the no-hitter versus Texas, where he felt like the days of old, uh, striking out nine and only walking one batter. 
and uh, just a little over a hundred pitches. Uh, seemingly the, the the Cy Young Corey Kluber that we that we uh, watched uh, yeah. years past. Um, and uh, and of course, one of the bigger topics when it came to the Mariners itself was just how bad of a team that they're hitting. They're literally last. They're literally last at the time of this recording. Uh, they are batting as a team one ninety eight. 198 that is not good and second last the indians at 213 um the rangers sit 14th with 236 but it's it just they just cannot find the ball and and um you know i was i was reading a couple articles here um and uh cbs's matt uh matt snyder pointed out that turnbull had his stuff turnbull 100 percent um, had his stuff. He was, uh, he threw, he threw 37 slider, his slider averaged 84.4 miles an hour. His fastballs averaged 93. I mean, that's technically not even that strong. His sinkers averaging 94, his sinkers, and then his changeups at 87 and then curveballs averaging at 70. So he mixed his pitches. He got what he, he did the, he, he got the job done as to what he needed to do. But of course, obviously again, now the question of six, no hitters, in such a small span of time, apparently we are on average for 23, no hitters, 23. The modern day record is seven is seven. I mean, I believe that's that was in 2015 ish or eight or 18 something. There's always something in the 1800s. That's just ridiculous. There's always, like I said, like, like I said in our last episode, there's always that stupid status from the 1800s that makes you go, what the hell? Um, <laughs> I mean, and technically we have technically we have unofficially we have seven no hitters too because of Matt uh, Madison Bumgarner's uh, no hitter in the double header. But because it's only seven innings now in a double header, they're not going to count it, which is stupid because he he no hit them. But anyways, it is what it is. So the question now is, what is going on, and is there something fishy? Is there something fishy? Um, one of the one of the points I wanted to make, um, it, it was an anonymous National League team. Uh, this is from the uh, reported but from Ken Rosenthal um, of the Athletic, uh, saying that a um, a National League club passed around a rookie's uh, first hit ball, and it was extremely sticky hours after the game. That it's just extremely extremely sticky. That it, it took a while to uh, to get the glue off and whatnot. So of course they were asking what is going on is is, is is do you think that there's a new substance substance out there or maybe is it just good old pine tar again that pitchers have been cleverly hiding better to get the job done i mean who really knows um some people are also saying that the uh the seams seem to be uh different uh a different feeling uh you know uh the, the past uh, couple of years they've they've you know major league baseball has been uh you know, eyeing on like so many uh, juice balls, as, as they would uh, call it, uh, just because uh, there's just a, a lot of home runs that have been hit um, the past few seasons. And uh, it, it seems like the, the ball is pretty different this year uh, with, with the seams or with the feel of the ball or with the leather. Uh, but but who knows? I mean, you know, it, it's just uh, just one of those things. It could be superstition. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it, it really does feel like the year of the pitcher this year. Uh, this, this season definitely has, uh, you know, uh, has become uh, the, the pitcher's year uh, with these no-hitters and which, with these uh, fantastic, uh, majestic games that uh, these uh, starting pitchers are, are displaying. And, uh, you know, it, it also goes, even though that there's a lot of rumors uh, behind the baseball or how, how these uh, balls are managed or how the games are managed. 
Um, it also goes to show you that uh, even this day and age in, in baseball, that the starting pitcher can go far in a ball game. They can go deep it, and they can even finish the game. Uh, you know, they, they finish what they started. It is a, uh, you know, a, a, an old school tradition that the starting pitcher, uh, you know, finishes what they started. I mean, we've seen Hall of Famers like uh, Jack Morris and Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson, um, even even uh, the you know the pitchers of the 1920s like uh, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathieson. They they pitched they pitched solidly in their careers. They finished what they started, and heck, they even pitched like the two days after with with hardly any rest. So the, we're really seeing. You know this this spike of like pitching consistency, and it's something that the new school managers should be learning. That if your pitcher is dealing and they feel good about it, you leave them in the game until they say uncle, <laughs> until they cry uncle, you, to, to, you know, so to speak. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's something really nice happening in baseball right now. And you know, it, it seems to me that we we are on pace to to break the record for for most uh, no-hitters in, in a season, and uh, I kind of like it. It's pretty good. Um, we had 21 complete games so far uh, this year uh, in our, across MLB. And, um, you, I mean, you bring up, you know, managers, you know, trusting their starting pitching. But, of course, when you're the opposition, um, you may have a different input. Uh, and a lot of a lot of players, uh, some of the likes of uh, Clayton Kershaw, I think he, I think he's a, an elite pitcher. I think he's a I think he's a I think he's a pitcher from the Dodgers. I can't confirm. Uh, Clayton Kershaw are on record saying that they don't they don't think it's good for the game. Uh, Alex Cora has, is out there saying it's not good. Uh, Braves manager Brian Snitker was saying, um, "Good God, when have we ever seen six no hitters? It's hard to get a hit. It's hard to get a hit." And um, Alex Cora saying there's too many right now. Uh, like I said, Clayton Kershaw saying that it's not good. Um, and even uh, Rangers, Texas Rangers manager Chris Woodward is saying that he thinks that the reason why there are more no hitters today um, is just because of the technology uh, that that is available to these to these players. I mean, obviously, of course, every broadcast we see like you know some like Statcast. Uh, when it comes to you know even just batting alone, obviously there's technology like that, like websites like Fangraphs that dig into the analytics of pitching. Um, and, um, and so again, like it, 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 it kind of makes you wonder like, like why I, see, I like it too. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of it. I'm, I, I mean, like it's, I just, I, it, it's tough because sometimes, you know, there's like people complain that there's not enough defense and they want to see more pitching. And then if it's the other way around, then they complain, Oh my God, there's not enough offense. What the heck. Right. I mean, like for me, for me personally, I appreciate a no hitter. I think, I yeah, I think it is extremely difficult to pull one off. I mean, I can't even do it in a video game on rookie mode. That's how tough it is, right? But I appreciate that there, are, like these pitchers are going out there making like making this happen, right? And and see, I I know people are saying that is a no hitter watered down, but to me, I'm also saying, well, none of these are perfect games, which is even which I think may, I think with the amount of no hitters that are happening. I think that the perfect game has now become even more elite and more. Um, I, I can't think of the word in a more elite. And I can't, I can't think of, I had a word in my mind. I can't think of it, but they're special. Yeah. I think it makes, I, I think the, the Orioles pitcher, I, bless, I forgot his name. He was John about, was, uh, thank one you. Of the, one right. Of the pitchers that's the pitch, the no hitter. This thank year. you. He was a, wa- a dropped uh, third strike away from a perfect game. 
And obviously, of course, you know, people were saying that the drop third uh, strike rule is stupid, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't in that situation because it happens all the time. But imagine if we got the perfect game. That would have been the 24th in history. We haven't seen a perfect game since uh, King Felix, Felix Hernandez on the Mariners against the White Sox. And to me, yes, there are a lot of no-hitters. And yes, I kind of want to see the Blue Jays get one, two in in, in a biased way, but the day we see a perfect game again, and I hope there is one, I guarantee you that pitch is going to be put on a pedestal and rightfully so because of how many no-hitters are happening. I want to see it, and I appreciate good defense. Norby had more yeah. to add on to that. I think it's entirely possible still. You know, these pitchers are really uh, dealing. Uh, they're, they're feeling good about their, about their repertoire, and they're really, uh, you know, in a good vibe when they're up there in the mound. Um, you know, they, they really, I mean, like for, you know, with the example of, with, with the example of Corey Kluber, uh, his pitch count was over a, a little over a hundred pitches. I mean, that goes to show you that, you know, you're mixing your pitches, you're painting the corners in, in the strike zone and you're getting guys out. I mean, the hitters, I mean, like there, there's some, there's some guys that are out, that are up there that are extremely impatient hitters trying to swing for the fence left or right. And you yeah. guys, you got the other guys out there just, just want to get a hit from the first pitch that they see. I mean, like the concentration and the focus on these batters uh, is questionable sometimes. Like when you're up there, you're always, your, your rule of thumb is always to see pitches. Like you want to see pitches. You don't want to be impatient out there. I mean, you want to get your, at bat over with with one hit, I mean that that's completely up to you. But you know what? When you're in a when you're in a a situation where you want to get on base, um, you know you, you want to spray the corners uh, all around the field, like you just you just want to show how good you are as a hitter. Then don't hit the first pitch that you see and you you fly out or you ground out or or anything like that. You want to go out there and see pitches, like let. Your pit, let the pitcher throw you some, you know. But if if he can't if he can't uh, you know come in contact with one, then that means that the pitcher is just painting the corners on you, and you're and you're getting out there. I mean, it, it's just it's just a you know time honored tradition to to always go out there and see pitches. Don't be impatient. Don't be a, a like a first pitch hitter uh, just because like you want to hit one from uh, on the fence, you know. Uh, it's it's just a, it's just a lesson that those uh, hitters got to learn. And to back up your point, um, Sports Illustrated had a roundtable, and one of the people that part of that roundtable was MLB Network's Tom Berducci, um, who who laid out some stats. And what he and what he said just just like is just essential to what you just said in terms of like batters swinging or not seeing their pitchers. The major league batting average this year is at an all time low at two thirty four, all time low. And then teams are averaging only seven point eight hits per game. And only in the year 1908, uh, which is the dead ball era, which is considered the dead ball era in the baseball, saw fewer hits per game, which is 7.75, nine strikeouts, um, a, about a rough, a r- roughly 33 at bats per game, which kind of means that only 24 of them, uh, only 24 balls need to be are in play. Which again brings up your point: a lot of first pitch swinging, a lot of like I need to, I need, I need the long ball, and I, I mean, I. I'm, Yes, I, everybody knows I'm a Jays fan, and seeing what happened this past weekend, especially it was a crucial game um, when they went to extras a couple nights ago against the Rays, and 
you're you're like they're just swinging for the fences or they're not playing a small ball. And I'm like, guys, you need to, you need to concentrate here. Like, what are we doing? And of course it costs them the win as the race continue, as the Rays are now on a nine game hitting a uh, nine game winning streak. Um, yeah. But like I said, for me personally, I, uh, to wrap this up, uh, cause we do got to move on to the next topic. I, I appreciate no hitters. I, I, I just, I do think they're fascinating. I mean, like, I, I think, I, I think I'm on record with fair or fall saying that like, if there's one thing I've always wanted to do, it's, it's to, it's, it's to be a pitcher just cause I love, I love the science behind it. Like the, the grips on the ball and the, the, the movement and the wrist position. I, that fascinates the heck out of me. I tried pitching a few times with some buddies. Like I know how to hold a four seam fastball. I know how to hold a curveball. I know how to hold a change up. Does it mean I can execute each of those pitches? No, but it's fun. Um, but uh, I appreciate it. And I just like, whether whether we see an next like an insane amount of no hitters, well, it's still yet to come because you know all of a sudden it could, it could just suddenly not happen. Um, but I hope that it is a perf- at least one of them is a perfect game uh, because I think that will be absolutely uh, as I said before absolutely special if it does happen. But let's move on. Uh, let's move on to a to a bigger topic, and uh, we're going to talk about the Oakland Athletics. Uh, what's been reported in the last uh, last week or so that they may be on the move. They may be on the move, and like I said at the start of this pod, um, if you're an, if you're an Oakland sports fan, you already lost the Raiders to Las Vegas, and and I know Oakland and all the Athletics are very loved um, in Oakland. Of course, who can forget their three peat uh, in the eighties. Um, going into the nineties, they're, they're they do have like a storied franchise, and now they're on they're at risk of being relocated uh, because of stadium issues. There's a uh, there's talks, there's like a lot of conflict, a lot of disputes about whether to build a brand new ballpark. Uh, I believe it was a te- I can't remember who said it. I think it was the team that's saying that um that that like there's there's no plans for it, there's no support for a new stadium, which is again frustrating as heck. Uh, because yes, the, that stadium that's right now, Ricky Henderson Field, is atrocious. It, it, it's really bad. I am. I, I mean, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of looking at it. I hate the. I hate the foul territory. I hate like how deep it is. I just like it. Just, it just irks me. It irks me. I, I want them to have a new stadium. Um, and they may not get it. And they may not get it. And of course, and recently they also said that um, it, the athletics president um, Dave Caval has said that apparently representatives from six cities have contacted him. Now, while we don't know who the six cities are. Uh, they were, there was a report that one of them most likely may be Las Vegas, which at this point, I, I feel like if you're in, if, if you're an Oakland sports fan, you're ready to set the city on fire. Um, athletic officials have stated that they want to explore Las Vegas as a relocation, um, which is really interesting. And then in the past, uh, baseball commissioner, Rob Manfred is saying that cities such as Charlotte, Nashville, Portland, Montreal and Vancouver have been interested in being relocated. So Nora, let's start with you with, cause I have a lot to say on this. Um, Nora, let's start with you with your thoughts on this whole idea of like the team being relocated. Well, you know, uh, I may, I may not be an Oakland athletics fan, but I'm a diehard baseball fan and yeah. it breaks my heart that, uh, you know, a storied franchise that has moved. It's no stranger to moving in, in the past. I mean, it started off as the Philadelphia athletics and then they moved to, to Kansas City, and then they moved to Oakland. I mean, it's, there are no strangers of relocating, but it really breaks my heart that, you know, a storied franchise like the Oakland Athletics, uh, who's won multiple World Series, uh, the, the 1970s was like the, the grand old time for them. Uh, three-peating uh, in 72, 73, and 74. They had legendary players like uh, Reggie Jackson, 
Um, you know, they've they've had so many um, you know Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame uh, um, worthy uh, competitors. Uh, you know, Dave Dave Stewart, uh, Mark McGuire, Carney Lansford, uh, Ricky Henderson, um, and Tony Larusa's uh, you know uh, their former manager. It really breaks my heart, and it's it's such a shame. It's a total shame that the city of Oakland is doing this to the team. I mean, this this franchise has, has put a lot of entertainment for their fans. You know, when when they won that twenty game winning streak uh, back in two thousand and two, the city came together to watch this team. I mean, what more that the that the team has to do? Uh, what more uh, successes that the team has to display in order to please the city of Oakland? To you know, uh, lobby for a new ballpark. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of fan base in 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 Oakland, uh, and for the for the city, uh, just to you know dump them and uh, have them relocate to another town, uh, it's just unbelievable. It's it's a shame, and it it should be uh, <laughs> they should be condemned. Unfortunately, uh, you know, pardon my French there. Uh, it, it is it is very damning that. Uh, the the city is just uh, doing this to them. I mean, the, the the A's are a very exciting franchise, and you know to to relocate to another city, uh, you know what what are what are the uh, you know the the Oakland A's fans going to do? Like they're they're going to travel to to Las Vegas or to wherever they go, uh, you know for for games. And it's going to cost them a lot more money to to travel. I mean they they want they want. A new stadium. They want their team to stay in the city, and it's a shame that the the city of Oakland is doing this to them. I mean, uh, there's just a lot of suitors out there that are interested, and and I'm pleased that Montreal is in the mix there. Uh, but I I would not be surprised because Las Vegas is uh, a very um, you know a giant sports uh, city uh, as of as of late now. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say the, now it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a growing city. In terms of sports wise, yeah, Golden Knights, and they got the uh, the Raiders now, and they're gonna put their money down for Oakland for for the Oakland A's to relocate there in a heartbeat, and um, you know they are the front runners. They've they've always uh, been been interested in um, in in moving the A's to Allegiant Stadium, uh, as I understand, because that's a giant big stadium now. That, that is it, Allegiant the Stadium? They're considering. Uh, well, I, I'm not I'm not too sure about that, but. Uh, yeah, that would suck. Is, uh, Raiders play, as I understand. No, so. that's where they play. But I mean, imagine relocating to a city just to have the same problem that you had in Oakland. How many fan? How many? How many football fans hated to see the baseball diamond uh, on the field for games? Vice versa. How many times have baseball fans been pissed off to see yard lines on the <laughs> field? It's that I would be. I mean, I. I mean, I hated the Athletics playing. Like like in in October or in September because of the Raiders, like I I hate it. Like it, it's a, it's frustrating and heck. I mean I like biasly I I would prefer it to be um it to be it to be baseball, but it just it was just so annoying and so unsettling. To like you know you're running on grass all of us for football players especially with the risk of injury. You're running on grass and all of a sudden there's the dirt. Oh, you're running past the fifty yard line, second base <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. At that I would hope not. I want to presume that there would would want to build a new stadium. That's what I would do. If Vegas all of a sudden has all this money or, well, yeah, or, I mean, or, or whoever the right owners are. Yeah. Well, if, if you're concerned with the timing, like, you know, uh, 
Major League Baseball right now has given the city of Oakland an ultimatum to to have the Oakland A's relocate. But imagine like uh, Las Vegas uh, takes uh, you know takes the win there and moves the the team to Las Vegas. I mean, like uh, the the timing factor has to be considered for for building a new stadium there. But uh, maybe the the original plan uh, would be for Oakland to play. In Allegiant Stadium, and perhaps move on to a new newer ballpark. I, would, I mean, that's yeah. that's what the Rockies did in in uh, 1993 when they when they uh, came into the league. They they played at uh, Mile High Stadium, where the Broncos played for for uh, for a long time. They still do. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Rockies played there for a little bit, and then in two and then 1997, I, I uh, you know as I understand or. Uh, according to my understanding, um, they moved to Coors Field. So uh, quite possibly, I mean, you gotta you gotta worry about the timing factor there. I mean, uh, if if Oakland, uh, you know, potentially moves in a couple of years, uh, they gotta get the stadium ready uh, by then if if they want to start building now in, in Las Vegas. If Las Vegas does uh, win the bid to uh, you know to move the Oakland A's. Um, and I mean, of course, it wouldn't be obviously it wouldn't be the first baseball football situation. I mean, you had the, the Marlins they used to play, uh, where the Miami Dolphins play now before until they built their new stadium. Um, of course, the Blue Jays started off at Exhibition Stadium, which is a, a CFL field uh, for the Toronto Argonauts before the Sky Dome came around in the eighties. Um, I'm going I'm going to end on a controversial point, a little bit of a controversial controversial point. I mean, I'm seeing these potential cities. I'm really hoping it's not Montreal. I'm going to go out of my way and say I hope it's Montreal uh, selfishly because I liked, I, I've, I've grown to like to love the idea of the Blue Jays being Canada's only team. That is exciting. Um, but aside from that, that's not even like my really biggest point. My biggest point is uh, Olympic Stadium is atrocious. It's awful. I mean, one of the biggest reasons why the, the Expos moved to Washington and became the Nationals was because of the lack of funding bankruptcy and the lack of a new stadium and olympic stadium was was is just so bad why the hell would you go back to montreal and suffer with that again i mean not there has been no plans whatsoever for a new stadium even when i mean it was nice when the blue jays ended their spring training there in the last few years okay great um but i mean like and obviously everybody's gonna go back for the nostalgia and rightfully so right it's baseball again an olympic stadium in montreal how is that going to be? I mean, everybody seems to forget that those final brutal years in Montreal, the lack of fan attendance, the, the revenue dropping more and more and more. It's like, do you want to go back to that? Like, do you want to? Like, uh, unless there was a plan for a brand new stadium, then I'm all for it. Sure, bring back the Expos. Let's let's uh, let's shut up the people on Twitter that refuse to call the Washington Nationals uh, the Washington Nationals and say, oh, like they're fa- oh, ex so and so is playing. The Blue Jays are playing the Expos today in Washington. I'm like, what? Come on, guys! Like, it's 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 over. Like, it, it's been more than it's been more than it's nearly 20 years actually. It's been nearly 20 years since they're there. And no, the Montreal Expos did not win the World Series in 2019. The Washington Nationals won the World Series in 2019. That is that is my gripe. If there was a plan for Montreal to get a new stadium, do it. Do it. If there's not, don't touch it. Do not touch it, and don't you dare say you're going to go back to Olympic Stadium because I think if, if I lived in Montreal and I was a Quebecer, I would probably like punch a wall if I heard that we have to go back to Olympic Stadium for regular baseball. I know, believe me, I know the fans want Montreal back, and technically as a as a baseball purist, I should be as well, and I think that for 
for baseball in this country, I think it'd be great for a new generation to once again see a Toronto-Montreal rivalry in baseball as, as we're currently watching once again uh, a Montreal-Toronto rivalry in hockey in the NHL. It'd be, it'd be great. It'd be healthy uh, for competition, for rivalry, but you do not do it back in a stadium. If they if if they, if they relocate and say okay we're gonna play in in uh, an Olympic stadium, I, Lord have mercy. That's that's all I want to say here. Vancouver's not a bad city. Nashville would be would be pretty would be interesting too because I know obviously they have the Predators there. Charlotte and Portland, I don't see a strong candidates to be honest. And even Vancouver, I just I mean I've been to Vancouver. I don't would they what do we use BC Place? I guess as <laughs> as a baseball stadium and like I mean I've been inside BC Place. It's not anything. It's, it's a cool just stadium. As oldest Olympic stadium. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 a it's a fine stadium. Like I've been in there. I saw some CFL action. It was fun, but I don't see. I, I guess yeah, probably uh, Montreal and and Las Vegas uh, would be the better options. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, and again, I hope not because I'm with you. I, I also condemn like the owners for like just uh, for just completely like messing this all up. But I would do um, I would do Las Vegas as well. But on that note, that is where we are going to end our uh, our pod for the day. Norb, thank you as always uh, for for having us uh, continue, and we will see you guys uh, at the next uh, recording. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.